Is fear holding you back from starting your business? Don't answer too quickly now if your answer is no, because we're going to unpack some things that are signs that there's fear in your way and talk about how to deal with them. This is Del Callahan. This is your host, and this is the Company of One podcast, episode number 172. There's a whole lot of people, and you may be one of them, that's sitting out there thinking today, I wish I would have started something a while back. I've heard that many times, um, that I wish I would have started something a while back because my income is down 50%, 15%, all kinds of things. Now, some of my clients are, you know, they're posting out, hey, I'm really glad I've got some side income because our income got cut. Uh, we're getting furloughed. There's all kinds of things happening. Uh, but because a lot of times we think, uh, that this entrepreneurial idea or doing things, it's a kind of cool idea, but yeah, hey, I got a good job. Uh, so I want to think about this because I've noticed over the years, I've done this coaching, I've taught executive graduate programs, I've focused on uh, mentoring entrepreneurs for many years now, and I've watched a couple of patterns happen. Is during great economies, whatever you call that, but let's uh, when, when everything's booming, people are hiring, we get kind of lazy. Uh, we get where we don't have to think about it, and people who have great entrepreneurial ideas or great energy for doing things, side gigs, um, they just don't. They're like, oh, I don't need it. I'm doing good. Uh, that's their exact words. When the economy takes a dip, uh, then uh, you have uh, got a different story coming in there. You've got people suddenly panicked and suddenly there's a whole spirit of entrepreneurship. And I know we, when we teach this at the university, we go through this entrepreneurship phase and there's this massive interest if I want to start a company and then there's this massive, I wouldn't say disinterest, but um, once you get into the details and you start doing work, you know, the real work word, uh, there's less interest. And this is where it's kind of like finance, right? It's if you're a Dave Ramsey fan, you're watching people in finance, people who, man, they want to get out of debt. And right now they're feeling it. They wish they would have had that emergency fund set up. They wish they would have got that debt paid off. And man, they're feeling the pain. And when it all comes back, we can get, again, kind of lazy and comfortable in where we are. So I just remember this moment. If you're not affected financially, uh, great, but look around you. Some people are. Next time, it could be you. Not because of a big virus, not because of um, some major economy. It could be just your job goes away. Uh, Dave Ramsey is always famous for saying, be prepared for the rain because he can't tell you when, but he can tell you it's going to rain. So this is that time. So as we're thinking through that, I encourage you to be thinking through what is your side gig? We're not trying to run people off from their day job. You know, if you want to do that, great. But think about what is that other side set of income? I've always been a proponent that Everybody needs more than one source of income. Some other people agree with that. Some people that you might think are pretty wise. Warren Buffett is one of the people that would say you don't need one single source of income. That's a whole lot of that. 
Uh, from an entrepreneur's perspective, as a business owner, you would never, ever put all of your eggs in one basket. You would never, as a business owner, the worst possible scenario is to have all of your revenue coming from one source. Like I, I dealt with a business we partnered with a while back, and uh, they, they had millions and millions of dollars worth of sales, but all of their sales were to government entities. Man, that was a risky situation. Uh, and they knew it, and they were trying to get themselves out of it because the payment lag was you know, it was huge. <laughs> it took forever to get paid, and you never knew if you're going to get paid. And there's all kinds of risk, right? So that's the kind of thing that we want to think about uh, as we're going forward is creating a side business reduces your risk on the single source of income. All right? But... All through this, and, and for those of you that have reached out, uh, that I've been having lots of conversations, and uh, so that's awesome. Um, so I'm still offering that free. You can get on there, go on my calendar, and, and get an appointment. I think actually somebody pointed out the calendar says it's a 30-minute appointment. Really, I'm setting it as a 45-minute appointment is what I'm looking at. But look, we're going to kind of deal with wherever you are and kind of get you from point one to, you know, from more from point A to point B anyway. Uh, and go through that. But here's what I'm hearing. Fear. Over and over and over, I hear fear. I don't hear the word fear, but although today I did hear somebody mention fear, but a lot of times fear shows up in different ways. So this is why I'm saying, is fear what's in your way? Because sometimes fear doesn't look up, look like trembling and curled up in the field position, sometimes fear looks different ways. So I'm going to walk you through some things. I've been coaching startups, people helping to increase their income, people in jobs for years. And over time, you begin to clue in, not because I'm smarter than anybody else, but you just begin to clue in to what is the key words for fear, right? Because we don't we rarely come out and say, I'm afraid. So here's how it sounds. The number one thing I hear is, I just don't have any ideas. I don't know what to do. I've heard this two or three times lately where I get on a call or I'm having a conversation with somebody that's a coach or maybe not a coach, and you are, I mean, sorry, that's a client or somebody that's just a friend, and they'll, uh, they'll tell me, I thought you would tell me what to do, Dale. I thought you would give me an idea. Well, I can't. I can give you thousands of ideas. Probably none of them are a good fit for you, you, though. Because what matters is finding an idea that fits you. But when they say, I don't have an idea, I don't know what to do, that's, that is really a lot more about indecision, not wanting to put a stake in the ground, because you do know what to do. I can talk you through that, but when even at that point, that's the... There's fear in that because the minute I say, I'm going to start doing X, there's all kinds of uncertainty that come with that. Like, I'm not qualified. So I was speaking to a couple of people the other day that just felt like they're not qualified to do this, this side gig. Uh, 
it had no logic to it at all, but we, uh, we will actually see that one here again in a minute. But if you're sitting here, I don't have any idea what to do. Man, we can get past that so fast. Let's get on a call and talk through that one because we can get you past that one and we can get you to their $30,000 a year or a bigger, whatever you want. But I think we kind of shoot at a minimum of a $30,000 a year side gig. Uh, so the second way it shows up is I don't know where to start. Now, sometimes this is fear, sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, this is fear. Because really, all of this stuff becomes emotional um, is, is when I don't know where to start. What does that mean? Now, here's how it's, it sounds. I don't know what step one is, Dale. Or should I get a loan? So I was talking to, uh, to a coaching client uh, a while back, and he calls me. And so in the very first call, he's like, you know, I'm starting this business, and I got all this idea, and I don't know what I should do first. Should I get an office? Should I get a loan? Should I go get my business license? Or should I get an LLC? And I'm like, in his case, the answer was none of the above. What are you thinking? I even asked him when, he, when I said, well, you're going to get a loan. What, do you, what are your expenses? I don't have any yet. What do you need the money for? I don't know. So we have this great. We, and by the way, that's that's common. You know, he, he's in, he's not that far out there. We have this crazy idea that the first thing you got to do when you start a business is go get a loan, go do all, go hire an attorney and do all that stuff. Sometimes that applies. Actually, fairly rarely does that apply. That's not the first thing you should do. Um, the first thing you should do is start understanding what it is you're going to do and start talking to customers. We can, again, I can help you with that, but when you're sitting there saying, I don't know where to start, um, with all the massive amount of information out there, and granted, some of it's not that useful, but there's so much information out there. There's so many people who've started businesses out there. There's people like me you can just get on the phone and talk to. I mean, I'm just laying it out there. I'm not even charging for anything. You know, this is something I do. They're pre. This is kind of a pre-coaching call, right? I can get some people to the point that they need to be through this one call. Um, you know, as as I was telling somebody today, you don't need coaching. Some people want coaching because they want to move faster. Uh, but in this free call. You can get, we can get you to the point of you can know what your idea is and you can know where to start. You can know the first three, four, five steps. We can get you to actually profitable steps, just having uh, a plan. So when you're sitting there saying, I, I need an idea, I don't know where to start, there's some clues there to fear. And the reason I'm telling you all this is not to make fun of fear. I am telling you all this to recognize in yourself that these are fear. That when you find yourself saying things, you need to analyze what you're saying and what am I dealing with? It's fear. We can call it lack of knowledge, but come on, given given the uh, given the world today, that's not really it. This is fear to take a step. The the third one I hear, and I do hear this one, I'm afraid. They just come right out and say, I am afraid, and I in now. We can't ever just let that sit there. And by the way, we can't ever let any of these sit here. You have to start unpacking them. You know, why? What are we afraid of? Uh, we'll get to that later. Um, 
I don't have the time. That's number four. And this one I love because I love to use it. It works pretty well for with, with me too. Uh, my wife never lets me get away with it. Uh, probably shouldn't. I'm not going to let you get away with it. I don't have the time. That's that's the lie. I, I bet you're probably watching Tiger King, right? Or whatever te- whatever Netflix, I heard, heard somebody say the other day, on this COVID time, they're catching up on all these Netflix episodes and, and series that they haven't had a chance to watch because, you know, that's important to watch them. And I'm all for entertainment. But you're like, really? Um, what are we? What are we thinking here? I don't have the time. You do have the time. Here's how I know you have the time. I don't care how many kids you're taking care of. I don't care how um, how busy you are. How many jobs you have. I have watched people, and so have you, that are busier than you that manage to get more stuff done. That and it's a matter of priorities. What is the priority? And you're like, well, Dale, I can't leave my kids behind. I can't do all things. I understand that. I mean, I'm, I've coached people who are single moms with children at home who start businesses even though they have jobs. Things, things You can work things out. We're not talking about working 80 hours a day. You can work things out. If you don't have the time, probably there's a fear in there. There may be a little bit of laziness in there. Um, and maybe you just don't want to. But... Usually, when I start asking the why, what do you mean by that, I uncover fear. Uh, and, and this is the thing. We use these first words. So in coaching, so anybody that's, uh, that, um, that's worked with me coaching, and when I've worked with coaches, right, so I do that quite often, I'll talk to somebody, and they'll call me on the carpet. That's what I do to people. I call you on the carpet, right? What do you mean by that? And usually when you dig a little deeper, you find fear. And uh, so these these are words for fear. I am procrastinating. Now nobody, well, there's a few people that say that. My son actually puts on his calendar a little bit of time. He's got step one, step two, step three for the day. Step three for the day is procrastinating. He actually plans his procrastinating time in. I don't know if that's genius or insane, but we'll, it seems to work for him. Uh, some people will actually say they're procrast- procrastinating. Uh, and when you pin them down, they'll come out and say they're procrastinating. Uh, but um, you just, you just, you can sense it's, you know. So, so I was on a phone call the other day with uh, with a client, and it was like, yeah, I'll do that. That's a great idea. And I was like, well, when are you going to do it? When? What do you mean when? Well, you just said you're going to take these next three steps. I want to know when you're going to do it. Is that on your calendar? You got a time on Friday afternoon at one o'clock to do that. What's the plan? Well, I, I don't know. I just, I guess as soon as I get around to it, <laughs> we, we know what that means. That means procrastinating is not going to happen, right? Uh, so, but, all, but procrastination, and this is true of all things in life. You've done it. I've done it. We're really, really good at it. Fear is often the thing that's in front of procrastination. It's it's fear uh, of sometimes it's fear of success, fear of hard work, fear of all kinds of things. Procrastination is usually a sign of fear. Um, so another one I hear. Uh, so this is number six on my list. If you're tracking this, by the way, will go on dellcallahan.com/slash one seventy two um, for the uh, show notes. Um, the other one I hear, and this one's a little 
this one, um, this has offended people when I've told them that, um, is I need a partner. And now usually I don't hear it that way. Usually people say, well, I'm, I'm starting a business with my, me and my partner. And, um, usually when I hear the word partner, I won't, you know, unless you're married to them, which you have this built in partner, I want to unpack that. What's the partner doing? You know, so if you're a medical doctor and starting a practice and you've, or you're partnering with somebody who's an excellent person at selling medical doctory type stuff, you know, and so your, your skills fit together really, really well. And, um, yeah, maybe there's something there, but partnerships in general are dangerous. I'll point you back to some podcasts I've done on partnerships. Partnerships are just, they're deadly. Uh, if they if things go good, you usually lose your friendship. If things go bad, you usually lose your friendship and oftentimes you lose money either way. Um, partners, when you start to peel that one back, why do you want a partner? Why do you want a business partner? Because I don't want to go it alone. Because I need somebody to share the pain. I'm afraid. And there's the comfort together. Right? But usually, even when that happens, though, even when there's a partner, the partner's not adding anything of extra value to the company. Uh, and uh, so there's ways to handle that. There's good ways to partner with people without forming a business partnerships. Man, what a disaster they usually are. Uh, and usually I'm, I'm constantly telling people, told you so, you know, hate to say that, but no, I don't really hate to say it. Told you so. You got there. You're warned. I'm not the only one that warns you. Don't go into partnerships. Uh, there's other legal entity ways to handle that that are much cleaner. But usually it's fear um, that, that's driving that because I'm afraid to go it alone. Fact is, even with a partner, you're alone because one of you is going to do more work than another. Just the fact. Number seven, though, I'm waiting for the economy to get better. I love you if you're, if, if, if you're a Dave Ramsey fan or you know some of these other financial gurus. Uh, you hear this kind of stuff all the time. I'm waiting for the economy to get better. I'm waiting for my job to lighten up. I'm waiting for my kids to be less demanding. Yeah, right. Wish on. Uh, and I'm waiting for my life to be perfect before I do these things. We see these excuses of why people don't come to graduate school. They want to come to graduate school. They want to get that degree. It's important to them. Uh, and they have all these excuses. Uh, we hear... Uh, we hear this with starting business. We hear this with everything, right? Why haven't I started an emergency fund? Why am I not starting my side gig? You know what? The economy, people are, right now, there are companies busting it. And, you know, we, we see, we hear in the news about the people struggling. No, there's people killing it right now. And I don't mean just the Amazons and the grocery stores and the people who you see them making money. There are new startups. There are startups that are rocketing because they're just killing it at this moment, um, or they're just starting. And, and things happen, in, as a matter of fact, during the Great Depression, some of the greatest con companies in the country came out of the Great Depression. So things, there's always good deals in, uh, in everything. There's always a time to start. The economy doesn't matter. Uh, there's always, 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 always people in need of products and services. 
It doesn't matter what the economy's doing. Um, so uh, is my for waiting for my job to lighten up? I love that one because you're, you're dreaming. And you wait for your kids to be less demanding, you're probably dreaming. You know, I, I understand there's scenarios. And you can make excuses for any of your scenario you want. I'm not. I'm not worried if you think I'm offending you because I probably am. We all do it. You think, oh, my situation is unique, right? You probably will say that. Well, I'm in this unique situation. No, you're not. <laughs> None of us are in unique situations. We've Somebody's been here before and somebody's handled it differently. Uh, these are just these are just fear. I don't want to dedicate the time. I de- they're, they're big, giant signs of fear. You can prioritize anything you want to prioritize. Number eight, I do not know enough. Can you say fear? Let me change that. I don't know enough or I am not qualified enough or I don't have the skills to or blah, blah, blah. You just name it. Fear, 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 fear. Uh, and we're, uh, Because what we're doing is making excuses. Because I know people who are making, who are in the medical field, who have medically oriented businesses. They have zero medical training, but they're making a killing off the medicine world. Uh, you know, I know people who have written, had software developed, and they're a software company who can't write a lick of code. But, uh, you know, they kind of know what they want, but they find out somebody who can do it. Um, and but the one I the one I love is I don't know enough about the thing I know enough that's my expertise right because there's my brother has always used to say about a fish story don't tell a fish story because somebody always caught a bigger fish all right uh, the same is true for you whatever skill you have if you're a carpenter. There's a better carpenter, absolutely. If you're an engineer, there's a better engineer. If you're a software developer, there's a better software developer. There's always somebody better, uh, especially the way you look at it, uh, because you're looking at the one thing you don't do well, the, the skill set, so you see somebody do well. But nobody else is you. The the unique thing that you have to offer in any business is you and how you take care of your customers, how you provide service to them. But your fear is holding you back from doing that and being bold. Uh, so I don't know enough, and I talked to somebody today that used those very words. I don't know enough. I don't have the qualifications. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. That's not how that works. Uh, terrified of running a company, number nine. I hear this one a lot. People just, they have this glass and, you know, this deer in the headlights. Look, I'm just, they have an idea. They're ready to go. They got customers and they're just, they're terrified. And they do say they're terrified of running a company. And what they mean, if you unpack that a little bit, what are you terrified of? Um, well, I'm going to have to hire people. I'm going to have to have people working for me. I'm going to have to have all that responsibility. And I don't know how to do the books. I don't know how to... Uh, make deals and contracts and hire people and fire people and I, I don't know how to buy health insurance and you know and what in that statement I'm terrified of running a company they're envisioning themselves at day at year five right they're envisioning themselves 
being CEO of a company usually kind of like the company they work for. And that's just not how it works, right? If, if that happens to you, that's awesome. We can fix that because you've got enough money coming in the door. It doesn't work that way. It didn't work that way for Amazon. It didn't work that way for Walmart. Uh, it won't work that way for you. Uh, this is fear. And this is a fear that's a self-identified fear, right? We're terrified of, of getting too big. That's okay. It's not going to happen overnight. You can handle it. You grow through the stages. If, if it doesn't, if you got that weird, bizarre company, I don't know of any, but if you happen to be the one person in probably all of history that their company just suddenly takes off into nothing, I mean into everything, then uh, we money will handle that problem and you'll have that money. Um, so... Uh, you know, in the, the one that we hear, and I heard this one in a conversation from a client today uh, that's related is, uh, and this is my number 10, is I don't know how to handle money. I think I said that one already. I don't know how to build websites. Uh, I don't know how to plan a business. I don't know how to find customers and do marketing. Um, you know, all of these things are, again, I don't know how to. Um, good. At least we know you don't know what you don't know how to do. You kind of know what you don't know. So again, these are fears. And he, because, as I was telling this person today, those can be unpacked one at a time. You can hire Johnny or Sally to do them for you. It's easy. It doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. If that's what's holding you up, for instance, if, if you think a $2,000 website is what's holding you up from making $30,000 a year. What are you thinking? You know, have you thought that through? Um, the, all of these things, number one through 10, and there's others, right? These are all fear. And a lot of these fears come from not believing in you. It's hard to believe in you. In a, you might be delusional. You might think, I always believe in myself. There's a few people out there like that um, that seem to always believe in themselves. They're rare. Most people don't. Uh, most people have are just loaded with doubt. Uh, and I, I can when I hear talk to a client, I can hear it in their voice. So I talked to one today, and I, you know, he's rattling off stuff. And I said, I just stopped him. I said, I hear doubt. And he was just quiet for a while as he was processing that, I hear doubt. Um, but Because sometimes we don't see that in ourselves, right? So the reason we want to talk about these fears, and the reason I'm asking this question is, is fear holding you back? Is because it's a doubt, in you. It's a lack of belief in you. It's a lack of belief that you can serve your customers, that you can go out there and do what you do. Now, you might be saying to me right now in your head, I can hear you. Yeah, you're right, Dale. That's exactly what I think. Who is going to pay me to do this kind of work? Well, what's so weird is most of you Right now, for let's take the COVID off the table for a minute, most of you are highly paid 
you can argue what highly is, but if you look at the world standards, most of you are highly paid people that um, are offering services and somebody values them. You might argue whether that person's insane because they value them, but somebody has been paying you for something. Now, what might be hard is for you to unpack what they're paying you for, but if you've had a job, if you've kept a job, if you've ever got a pay raise, if you've ever gotten promoted, you should understand you're adding significant value there. Maybe you even, if you had volunteer jobs at churches or things, and they keep asking for your help, you're adding significant monetary value there. What makes you think you can't do that for somebody down the road or some individual as you and me doing business together? Nothing. Nothing. You need to believe in you. You need to believe in your ability. There's really no difference in the two. As a matter of fact, I would probably rather do business with you directly than I would with a big giant company where you're doing the work. There's some exceptions, right? If you're doing surgery, I might want the big giant hospital. But uh, but there's uh, I, I and you probably too like doing business with an individual. So I throwing, I'm throwing out to you fears. You can add to this list of fears. Matter of fact, if I'm missing something, I'd love to hear what I'm missing. Shoot me some fears that you're hearing. And if you're struggling with these, any of these things, uh, first of all, don't be ashamed. You're normal. These are, these are uh, this and other kind of fears and roadblocks and procrastination are just the normal kind of thing that goes on with us as human beings. Fears are stopping us from doing it. You know how we know that? Because how many people do you know that would love to start a business that you sit there, you'll talk to them and they'll say, I'm thinking about starting a business. I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about doing that. What percentage of them actually do it? Think through your mind for a minute. What percentage of them actually do it? The reason in the United States in particular, the reason entrepreneurs are looked at as this kind of hero mentality, uh, which is not what it is, but the reason we do that is because they did what looks like the hard thing. They didn't just take a job and go to work. They did the hard thing and stepped out there and were bold enough and believed in themselves. But you know what? They had every single fear I'm talking about and add some more to it that you haven't even thought about yet. Uh, so you can be just as bold as they are. And if you haven't thought about it yet, think about COVID. Think about COVID-19. Think about it's going to happen again. It may not be a plague. It may not be anything like that. Something else is going to bite your income. It may be just your income and not the whole world's income. But something is going to happen. Every couple of years, we go through a cycle and so you'll be feeling on top of the world again, probably in a couple of months. You'll feel like, well, I don't really have to start that company. Everything's settled out. Yeah, for now. Uh, be bold. Be right now. Look at yourself in the mirror. Deal with the fear that's holding you back. If you don't have any ideas, if you don't know where to start, there's a link here. If you're on the Facebook page, there's a link on the Facebook page. There's going to be a link on the uh, blog post where it's going to be at dellcallahan.com slash 172. I think this is it. 
Um, let me make sure about that. 172 uh, to, to get on there. So there, nobody's, there's a link on my page or just shoot me an email at dale at dalecallahan.com. This is something I'm doing free. We're trying to help people move forward. If we can just move you forward, we can, if you can take step one or two or three, we can get you to the $30,000 mark later. You just got to get started and get momentum. So awesome. So I'm going to jump out of here tonight. I have a class to run to sh shortly. So um, I'll be back here. We'll be back here again next week. Every week we try to do this. And this is a preview to the Company of One podcast. Company of One podcast comes out on Tuesday. Uh, at crack of dawn on Tuesday. And we re release it on iTunes and all the bazillion other places that podcasts are released. Uh, so it's Company of One by Dale Callahan. There's actually two Company of One podcasts out there. Uh, somebody, uh, but the other guy's talking about something a little bit different. Uh, the uh, So we do this every Tuesday, I mean, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central. I would say daylight savings time and all that stuff, but who knows where we're going with that. But I'm just going to go with 6 p.m. Central, whatever time that is, uh, 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 whatever time zones or things we're in. And this is our goal is to do this, to kind of just get it out here, get a preview, get it recorded, and hopefully we get a chance to interact with uh, some people. So thanks a lot for your hanging out with us, and uh, we're going to go off here, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.